and welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday. We do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, so you hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up on Psalm 139 and just taking a deeper look at that. So let's jump into that. Well, uh, well, Psalm 139 is, uh, by some scholars, considered to be one of the favorites of the Psalms, uh, maybe one of the best of the Psalm that was written. Uh, in some translations, it talks about it being uh, the song that was for the singers, uh, the chief musicians, as it was. And um, it's one of those Psalms that, uh, Psalm 119 is one of those as well. Uh, that oftentimes uh, the words of these psalms were written to music and sung in the worship of the day and the time in the temple. Um, Somebody wrote, and I I don't remember who it was, that uh, it was saved for the very best of the singers to sing. Mm -hmm. It was that important in that day and time, uh, which uh, I think is significant. uh, So it was used corporately in worship, but it was also much more than uh, I had remembered a uh, a devotional scripture that was literally read and studied and remembered both in morning and in evening devotions on a daily basis. Uh, and so the power of what it said, the power of the testimony about God, again, whether an awareness of God's uh, knowing or God's presence, um, you use that as a positive way to grow your faith, or frankly, you use it a little bit out of fear. Uh, folks have used that uh, in that manner for a long time, that thought that... I, I Yesterday morning, I, I talked about just one of the attributes of God that uh, Psalm 139 reflects, and that's the all-knowing God omniscience. Uh, the other one that I could have taken a tangent on as well was uh, the omnipresence mm-hmm. of God. Because if he's going to know everything you're thinking, every place you are, he's going to be every place you are. Um, and so when I think of attributes of God, there are three <laughs> – I call them the big three, and then all of the rest fall into that, which is omnipotence, he's all-powerful, omniscience, <clears throat> he's all-knowing, and omnipresent, he's everywhere at the same time. Uh, I think those last two, omniscience and omnipresence, are the two attributes that probably 139 uh, lifts out the most. Really haven't reflected much on the omnipotence in 139. I probably need to go back just for my own personal reflection at this point and think about that. But anyway, I thought that was uh, uh, just kind of an interesting piece. This is one of the Psalms attributed to David. Uh, I did just a little bit of research into where time-wise where this psalm might have been written, uh, certainly written while he was king. Um, again, these are, uh, these are not exact numbers because I'm – but it was written uh, about uh, 1048, uh, about 1,000 years, 1,050 years before Jesus came. Um, I'm not sure. I was trying to track down – whether it was written before David's experience with Bathsheba in Psalm 51, um, or whether it was written after uh, Psalm 51. But um, 
one of one of the pieces was that in that time murder and adultery were almost acceptable in some of the other religions of the day and so the whole concept of god watching you particularly in the adultery situation i, I can't imagine how murder could be acceptable in other faiths but um, well, human life wasn't as sacred yeah, it wasn't as sacred, uh, and certainly uh, David pushed every boundary and broke every rule when it came to Bathsheba and and uh, what uh, happened, uh, uh, how he dealt with her husband. Um, so I'm sure David was very much aware that God was watching all the time. Um, so anyway, it, it was just some interesting background pieces in there that... Uh, I think um, sometimes I sometimes I'm not sure I want people to stand in fear and trembling of God, uh, scared out of their wits. Uh, God as a evil, judgmental, looking mm-hmm. to jump on you every chance he gets type of God. But there is a part of God's nature of holiness that uh, there are things that do not please him. Um, and he's very aware of those. And so whatever we do, whenever we do it, however we do it, wherever we do it, God's still aware of that. Uh, and somehow or another, if we want to be healthy in him, we'll have to deal with it. If we don't really care about our health or relationship with him, my opinion is we'll still have to deal with it, just right. in a different time and place. In uh, Western Christianity, we uh, seem to not have uh, – a lot of um, uh, value. We, we seem to not place a lot of value on um, uh, scriptures that we read over and over again. But um, uh, I, remembering that the Israelites use this, I think this is one, and I think you talked about this, um, one that could be used in, in a very helpful way, both in the morning and the evening. Um, as we think about um, who God is in our life, um, one of the things that uh, I look at in this passage is um, verses 13 through 18, uh, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Um, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. It doesn't end with, I'm awesome. (laughs) <laughs> it ends with your works are wonderful. Um, I know that full well. So uh, no matter how we feel about ourselves, um, we are created by God. Um, and that other person um, that we may have to deal with is created by God. And so we need to treat each other like that. Um, and and also just reminding ourselves uh, every day and every evening um, um, how great God is, and, and I just like I I like you. I mean, this is one of my favorites, um, um, and and I like the fact that uh, it doesn't frighten me. Uh, it might I might feel badly about it, but uh, that God knows my every thought. But you know, does that guide my my thoughts to remember that? And if I and if I read that every day, every morning, and every evening, maybe I would be reminded. <laughs> You know that that my thoughts matter too, and mm-hmm. to not let them 
mm-hmm. you know, run away. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's true that thoughts dictate action, um, um, dictate emotion even. And so um, to, to really, really think about, <laughs> think about what I'm thinking about <laughs> and, and to let God um, direct those a little bit more. Um, the other, are you going to go on with that one? Or are you going to go in a different direction? Um, the other thing, somewhere, um, I'm trying to, to uh, see what verse it is. Um, it talks about um, um, knowing my inmost thoughts. You know, you know what I say before I say them, and I can't find the verse while I talk right now. Um, uh, and and that could be used. Um, by some to say, well, I, I can't help what I say because God already knows <laughs> it's predestined. And and that's not how I read this. It's um, uh, God knows us so well. Um, he can tell where we're going with mm-hmm. this, you know, what we're going to say. Um, when my kids were little, um, I could pretty much tell what they were going to say. Not always. Um, but how they were going to react to a situation, um, you know, what was going to what was going to happen, and if God knows our thoughts, then He knows what's going to come out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. So I think we had to be careful with that verse. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I think that's the um, yeah. I don't think the psalmist is really trying to uh, articulate some kind of uh, God's understanding of our own futures in a right. locked sense. Right. Uh, because the text that you were referring to, at verse four, before okay. a word is on my tongue, yes. you know it completely, and that's uh, that goes back to the you know the thought that is formed in my head before it reaches my mouth. Yeah. So we don't, even though sometimes we say we speak without thinking, that's not <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. No. I mean, we we always have some kind of inner uh, sense of that before it comes mm. out. And so I think we that's may not think enough say. about it before. <laughs> sure. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Proverbs, and I think I included this uh, verse in the notes. Uh, Proverbs says about what's in our heart is what's reflected in who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, sometimes I hear myself say something and I think, am I really thinking that in my heart? Is that, is that really where that came from? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is a, uh, a wonderful thing. You were talking a little bit while ago about uh, reading on a daily basis, and uh-huh. I just have a series of scriptures that I go back through and pray through on a fairly regular basis. Uh, uh, Psalms 51 is one of them. Uh, Psalms 139 is one of them, and there are some others. Um, and I think that becomes a part of our spiritual discipline after a while. Not not some kind of a dictatorial mandate, but for me, because of my experience with verses of Scripture that have, and many times they're the ones that have called me into accountability before God. Uh, those are the ones I want to go back and say, I need to do a checkup here on mm-hmm. my soul or my spirit or my attitude. And so I'll go back and pray over these for a while. Uh, Psalm 51, creating me a clean heart, O God, or creating mm-hmm. me a pure heart, O God. Um, this this psalm here had uh, was not just about the attributes of God, but it had such a practical side to right, it. Right. And those and those last couple of verses where it talked about us giving our anxieties to mm-hmm. Him. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the uh, some of the comments that I heard yesterday morning in the atrium following services was 
wow, I don't know that I had enough room on that page. Mm-hmm. Or, wow, you know, I needed to hear that today because that's where I really was this morning. Um, and that, I love it when Scripture itself is just so clear. <laughs> the testimony of the brother who read Scripture at 9 o'clock yesterday morning, he says, I go over it to make sure I read it well and read it quite correctly. But he says, as I began to read it, it began to get into my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the powerful piece uh, to the Word of God. Absolutely. It's and, a living, uh, it's the living Word of God. It becomes a living thing at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. And, and always... Uh, we read it, uh, and, and the um, the meaning for us, or even the different words, jump out because we're at a different place in our lives. So it's always fresh and new. Um, I I don't know if I've shared this before, but I, I thought about doing this as a children's time, but I thought it would take a little bit too long, or maybe they wouldn't understand it. Um, I've preached on on maybe not this passage, but um, uh, Matthew's passage about worry and. And talked about, um, you know, we yesterday we uh, put our can, our anxieties into a uh, a basket, and you prayed over those, and and we let those go. Um, I still, well, I don't think I do here. I had one before I moved. Um, had a worry bag, and I've I've preached about that where I, I just have a I give everybody in the congregation a sack, a small paper sack, and. Um, invite them to use that as their worry bag and and when we have a concern anxiety write it on a piece of paper and put it in that bag uh, and give it to god but if we're going to worry about it again if we decide we want to worry about it again we have to reach back into the bag and pull it out mm-hmm. um, and that becomes a very um, strong reminder that we don't trust god with it um, that we're not quite done yet and so we have to decide whether we're going to put it back in the bag now you know it's a natu- as you said it's a natural thing to worry in fact it's healthy if we don't do some of that um then um you know it's the whole fight or flight kind of thing then we aren't protected but um being overly anxious um or um filled with anxiety we can um we can work on that a little bit or becoming consumed by it consumed that's, by it i think yeah. that's a, a way to look at it so yeah yeah I think the word I would leave with you all this morning is this, is to try this for a couple of weeks where you go um, and uh, you pick up 139 and becomes just a part of your morning devotions if you do daily devotions, or you make it a practice. Uh, whether I mean it's on your phone, it's on your your electronic devices. Put it up there someplace. If you don't use electronic devices, put it on your refrigerator door, and read through that and pray over that. And for two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, take whatever your biggest anxiety for that day is, and in your own space with Him, give that to Him, mm-hmm. and then pray His peace to come in its place. And don't just use those last two verses. Read the entire thing and then pray your anxieties, you know, yeah. um, give because I think that puts it all in great perspective. Mm-hmm. That just helps me a lot mm-hmm. uh, to know that God has this. Um, um, you know, I mean, I both of us have experienced what we think can be the worst thing that could ever happen uh, in life, and yet... Um, we have uh, survived that, and so um, it's okay to put those in there and trust that God can do what God does best. So I like that a lot. Okay. All right. 
Well, that music's coming up, and there it is. It's working its way in, as it always does. And we're glad that you've joined us today. Uh, if you have questions or comments, uh, you can leave those on uh, Facebook or email or any other way that you want to get a hold of us. And um, we'll be back uh, next week uh, to do a deeper dive into... I've just lost my train of thought uh, yeah, here. Yeah, I just, I just wrote that. It's... Um Hold on a minute. It's um, the uh, garden. The um, yes. That whole woman. It's woman's fault, and then it's the snake's fault. The serpent's fault. <laughs> Whose fault is it? Whose okay. fault is it? Lord, I have sinned. <laughs> yeah. Is really the yeah. issue. So that first part of uh, of Genesis. Genesis and, three. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see you then. Until then, grace and peace. Mm-hmm.